Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. My mind, you just wake up and go rake. Segura's out, Castellanos out, and the Philadelphia Phillies are going to the World Series. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Here's Danny and Will. Wait and Rake podcast powered by Swing Juice episode 62. Will Middlebrooks rocking his Philadelphia Phillies jersey. I, I completely forgot until we jumped on the pod that you even played for the Phillies. Forgive me. Well, kind you, of, kind of. I never the Phillies? I actually, so I played against Philly a ton, but as I signed with the Phillies in 2018, I broke my leg in spring training. Second game of spring training. So I rehabbed in Clearwater at the complex all summer. I never actually got to Philly and play, but I had a jersey made. Here, hold on. Let me stand up. I'm connected to my mic, but. We are on YouTube for those folks listening. So I, uh, wardrobe. I told I told Schwarber, I was like, hey, man, I appreciate you honoring me and wearing number 12. <laughs> they he, didn't retire uh, your number? He, uh, well, they're going to let him wear it this year. It's kind of like the whole Mariano, Jackie Robinson thing. So, like after this year, they're going to re- they're going to retire the entire league. Actually, mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, Schwarber did not reply to me on that. <laughs> <laughs> you and Schwarber are boys, though, because he was in Boston last so year. So we're not boys. We're not like close. We just kind of like know each other. We're not like texting each other. I don't even have his number. It was like through Twitter. So I, I wouldn't say we're boys. We're not boys. We know each other. Like if I walk down the street, like I feel like you know who I was, but he's not like sending me a Christmas card. Let's tease our audience a little bit here. Do you have, and this is a yes or no question, do you have your World Series prediction? Do you see my shirt? Oh, well, now you got to ruin it. Now we already know who you're going to pick. Why else would I be wearing this? He's showing your support for your boys, old organization. I I will we'll dig into it, but yes, I'm going underdog city on this. You know what people don't know is that might be what your heart is telling you, but we'll see what the analytics and statistical analysis is telling people. We'll <laughs> yeah. dig into it deeper. World yeah. Series preview, people. We're here. We made it. October 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern time in Houston. World Series begins Friday night. Houston Astros representing the American League, the Philadelphia Phillies, the sixth seed representing the national league what a story for especially the phillies both of them i mean this is the astros fourth fourth appearance fourth world series in seven years now they've only won one that one has an asterisk i get that but if they win it this year i feel like it kind of solidifies a dynasty right that they built no no okay timeout no 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 don't know me number one do you know how hard it is to get to six straight alcs's you know how hard it is to get the four world series in seven years they're an American. How hard league it is dynasty. to get to one? It's an American League dynasty, but it's not a Major League Baseball dynasty. Okay, please tell me. Okay, you're right. When the, I, when I the Giant, no when the Giants won in 10, 12, and fourteen, people were like, eh, "I don't know if it's, it might be a dynasty." Maybe. No, that was it was. It I was. would agree with that, but some people questioned it. Okay, American League dynasty. I what? personally think you need to win at least two before we start putting them into that dynasty category. Right, so, and this if, would be the second one. That's what I'm saying. One and a half. One of them's got an asterisk. Whatever. They still won. We can't say we can't take it away. So we can't. You're right. Um, I, we'll go American League dynasty then, because six straight ALCSs. That that's crazy. 
That's real. And, and listen, I played against the Astros when they were losing 90, 95 games, 85 games. That the bad Astros. And then they 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 got that core of guys. They stuck with them. They built around them. And now they are who they are. So I do respect them on, the, on that front. But um, the Phillies, man, they fired their manager June 3rd. This is only the third interim manager ever. Well, if he wins the World, if the Phillies win, he'll be the third all-time inter- interim manager to win a World Series. Mm. So um, that's cool. Uh, only 87 wins. That's fifth, I think, fifth least amount of wins ever to get to a World Series. I think 82 or 83 was the least. Um, couldn't tell you who it was, but I know it. the Phillies are the fifth. Um, but you really look at their story, man. Like I said, they fire their manager. They get third in their division. They're a sixth seed. They squeak in. They're like the last team in the postseason, and boom. You just got to get in the tournament, right? And you have a chance. And they got hot. They got hot at the right time. Do you remember, and I'm going to put this audio up because it makes me look good, about – Four or five weeks ago, we were talking about playoff contenders, a little, yes. a little like you, pretender you said contender. They were your I, sleeper. I use the word sneaky. That's the word. Sneaky. I use. Sneaky. I thought it was sleeper. I think the Phillies are sneaky. Starting rotation wise, they could match up. I think Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola is pretty damn. And then he throws Syndergaard, Kyle Gibson. They're, I think they compete pretty well with the Dodgers. I, I just look at like past history 2021, the Braves had the 12th best record in baseball. 2019 yeah. Nationals started off like. 10 games under 500, they won the chip. The Giants yeah. in 10, 12, and 14, they weren't the best team each of those years. Yeah, that's true. So not just, just the whoever's hot, are they hot? But I feel like I feel like they're 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 hot right now. So I don't know if they're gonna be hot. Yeah. That's not I, really I, how baseball works. I think they're but, sneaky. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mean to toot my own horn here, but like here they are. In the I I mean, even you didn't see that coming. You're just like, <laughs> no. oh, I'm gonna like throw this out there just in case. Yeah, I'm gonna way. I'm gonna edit this part out. I'm pretty let's sure. be honest, you wanted the Phillies. I mean, you wanted the Padres to go. I don't way. I don't want anybody. <laughs> West Coast bias. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I'll admit that. I I'll <laughs> edit this part out. If I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure I said. Phillies are sneaky. Look, I don't think they're going to win the World Series, but they're sneaky, as I think. It was, yeah, no, no, no. It was, it was something like that. That, that's how you uh, hedge. I do, I do remember you. I do remember you saying something online to like sleeper or sneaky or something like that. I give you that. I'm giving you guys sports. And I remember, and I remember. I think my response was like, "No way, like no shot," because, like I said, they were the last team to get in. You're like, oh, they just limped in. Their bullpen stinks. Now their bullpen's like locking it down. It's like, all right, if everybody's going to figure it out at once, this is the time. Can we talk about Bryce Harper Please. for a second, man? Like, oh, my God. Come on. I mean, home run to send his team to the World Series. Bro, uh, he's hitting 419 with like five dingers right now in the he's postseason. Got a 1350 OPS in the postseason. Five homers. I, I, you know what was amazing to me? When he hit that home run, you know how anybody in the entire universe, when you hit a home run with that much on it, you're pumped. You're fired up. You don't know what your body's doing. He hit that ball, and he walked up that first baseline like, yeah, I was supposed to do that. Like, I was born to do that. He was. He was so calm, cool, and collective about Always, it. Listen, man, I know he ruffled a lot of feathers early in his career, but look, he's all, he was on Sports Illustrated as a 16-year-old. He's always been this prodigy. He's always been a god. He's always had that swag about him and like confidence. And it, it's a, it ain't quiet confidence. Like he was very loud about it when he was younger. He's grown up a lot. But I, I want to share a story actually. Um, 
story time. 2011, we're playing in the Fall League, Arizona Fall League. That's, we talked about that a lot in here. Harper, Trout, Brandon Crawford, Joe Panic, Derek Norris, Darren Ruff. Like, we were loaded. And um, through the first couple of weeks, Harper struggled mightily. Like, he was hitting like a buck 20. And we're, we're playing at Salt, Salt River Fields, it's where the, uh, the Rockies and the Diamondbacks have that beautiful complex. 2011 was when it, the first year of it. So it was brand new. It was awesome. And it was, t- we're going into the top of the ninth. We're down one. Harper was up fourth that inning and he yelled down the dugout, Hey, boys, if any of you guys get on base, I'm ending this. I'm ending this. I'm, I'm, but he goes further. He even says, like, I'm going to hit a homer to dead center, is what he told us. Well, I'm going to go deep to dead center. We're like, Okay, Harp. You haven't touched a ball in like three days. Like you he's literally like, haven't. He's like seventeen con- years old. Yeah, he was like 17, 18 years old. It was like you haven't made contact. I think he was yeah, eighteen or nineteen. I think he was eighteen. He had he had made contact. Like he was he stunk. He was just was grinding. He was in a tough patch. So first guy strikes out. Next guy grounds out. I think Derek Norris walked. Here he comes. First pitch, dude. Dead center. <laughs> Homer and he comes around I mean there's like 15 people in the stands because they're all, and they're all scouts it's the fall league he comes around third base and we're in the third base dugout I told you motherfuckers I told you <laughs> like yelling like you can hear it in the hole like he was just so cocky but like he backed it up and like from that point on he got hot and like scorched that that entire uh that league but he's just always had it man like that's just he loves the big moment he he's like he starves for that moment to be that guy and to, to not be scared to fail in a big moment like that is half the battle. And he wants it, right? I, th- I loved in the dugout when he was like, I just did that. I, ju- I just did that. Like, he, he was even like, I don't know if surprise is the word, but he was just so in awe of the moment. And I, I have so much respect for that. Did you hear Castellanos, his comments on Harper after the game by chance? No, I didn't. He said, I quote, he said, he's just always been – different than the rest of us and i think that's a perfect way of describing him and I, entire life man i've been on record you could go back and look at my freezing cold takes on on twitter back in i think it was 2018 or 19 when harper signed with the phillies I, i've been on record saying at the time and i will back this up at the time i thought he was overpaid at the time i thought when you look at his track record when you look at his numbers He's not a $330 million guy at that time. Ever since then, he's proved me wrong every single swing of the bat because he's been an MVP, he's been a leader on this team, and he has matured before our eyes. So, so there's a I lot of those. I think it's fair to say at the time, maybe he wasn't worth it. But I think what the Phillies recognize is maybe he's not $330 million right now, but he's going to be. You know what I mean? So like they There's those, all those immeasurables that you just mentioned, but this is also something that – analytics and heavy analytics teams like the Phillies like I said I was a part of it in 2018 and know how deep and how knew how they graded players based off of their projections based off of metrics and analytics and they were able to tell you like this is what we think this guy's going to do in the next five years so maybe that played into it They're like this guy's stuff plays like this swing path these metrics these numbers show that he's going to be a great player now you can it's not a crystal ball but they have a method. They have an equation to figuring out and projecting guys. And if he he clearly projected much higher than what he had been doing so far in his career, and that's why they paid him that. 
before we look ahead any further, because we'll dive into the Phillies more, the Astros, I want to ask you, I'd be remiss not to ask you about the eighth inning, obviously the, the homer that Harper hit. Did Bob Melvin and the San Diego Padres make the right decision? Pitching, number one, pitching to Harper. Number two, not going to Josh Hader in the bullpen. <clears throat> Here's the situation. You have Robert Suarez, who's been absolute nails all postseason long. Electric stuff, 100 He's mile been, an hour. He was now. so good. So yeah. clutch. You have first and second. They decided to walk Schwarber. So first and second, two outs. Harper's out. coming up. How to long bed. had Suarez been in? Uh, about a. I don't have the box score in front of me. I want to say so it had, wasn't just that inning, though, right? He came in the inning prior. Oh, the inning prior. So he had faced three batters. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So minimum's not an issue here. Right. 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 First and second, two outs. Harper's coming up to bat. Harper's batting over four hundred this postseason. Robert Suarez, according to Bob Melvin after the game. Suarez had not given up a home run to a lefty all season long. That's significant, which backs that up plays. that plays. Josh because Hader, of because of that changeup. Josh Hader in the postseason, I don't think he'd given up a run since the end of September. He had an ERA of about 1.4. He's been one of the better pitchers in baseball since that calendar turned over. Yeah. He struggled much of the season, but the last two months, Josh Hader was the Josh Hader that we all know and love. Should Bob Melvin have gone to Josh Hader in the bullpen to pitch to Bryce Harper in the eighth inning of the National League Championship. Well, series. first things first, hindsight's 2020. We know that, right? 100%. So I trust Bob Melvin. I feel like he's one of the best managers in the game. Um, he, I feel like he was – I know Hader had been that dude again the last you know month or so, but Suarez had looked so good, man. And it was kind of one of those things – and, I, and Bob Melvin's been around the game for so long, I think he felt like even if he could have brought Jesus Christ out of the bullpen, like Harper was still going to do damage, right? It was just everyone kind of felt it because he, he's been doing it for the last two weeks. To walk in big him. moments. To walk him. Right. Yeah. I I know you I don't, guess, don't, guess, don't want to do I you don't want to I'm put runners is, on. You don't want to put runners on second and third because in a base hit you score two runs and you score two. Right, I know. You score I, and two I get runs that. there. So, I, I think that's where I'm leaning. Don't walk them. And you, I mean, the chances are still in your favor. I mean, the percentages are still in your favor for him not to hit a homer. Right. Mm -hmm. The baseball, well, still sixty percent of the time he's been getting out. It's still. It's still really good. He's hitting 400. I get that. But 60% of the time, he's been getting out. That's still up in your advantage. That's We forget about that in baseball because, oh, this guy's a 320 hitter. Cool. Like 70% of the time, he gets out. So um, looking back now, if I'm not going to walk him, like you said, Suarez hasn't given up a homer to a lefty, which that's in the back of my head. But if Hader's good, that's a much more – awkward uncomfortable at bat for Bryce Harper if it is Josh Hader lefty on lefty yeah like that angle that heater like I'm not saying he wouldn't have taken he wouldn't have taken Hader deep to left as, as well because he can stay on that fastball he can spit on a slider with the best of them um yeah so let's say he brings in Hader and he takes Hader deep and then everyone's saying why didn't you bring why didn't you leave in Suarez he hadn't given up a home run to a lefty all year yeah so it's it's a lose lose there. Honestly, I I think I'd gone with Hater. I didn't have I don't have the analytics in front of me. I don't have the the stats in front of me telling me how he, his numbers against guys. Uh, but I just feel like as a hitter, if I'm a left handed batter facing a guy like Josh Hater, 
I'm going to be much more comfortable against Suarez there. And I feel like he's seen him a couple times that series as well. So he was probably kind of getting comfortable with him. So, yeah, there's my answer. I would have gone Hater. I would not have walked him. Bryce Harper in his career against Hater, 0 for 1 with one strikeout. Very small so sample size. Okay. So, you know, not much you can take away from that. Right. I'll say this. I agree with your point that hindsight's always 20-20. Everybody's got a microscope on in the postseason. Managers, players, Bob Melvin. I think that's why you trade for Josh Hader, though. He pitched one inning in the National League Championship Series. One. And he struck out I will say this. that he faced. I will say this. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes we don't know. He could have been bar- – his arm could have been barking. He could sure. have had a back. He could have had – there could have been something going on we don't know about. And Bob Melvin's never going to come out because that's not who he is and making the excuse and say, well, you know what? Hader was hurting, and, and he, he wasn't our second, even third choice there because he was he was hurt. He was sore. He didn't have his velo. And if Josh Hader is not going to come out and throw mid to upper, he's not that guy. If he's going to come in and throw 92, he's not going to be effective. So we don't know. At this point in the season, this late in the season, after all those innings, there could have been something going on. or And that's why he did not go with him. His next best option was the guy who hadn't given up a homer to a lefty all year in Suarez. So there's just a lot we don't know. Yeah, And, and Bob Melvin will never say it because that's not who he is. He's not going to throw his guy under the bus. Or he just he just likes Suarez better. To add to your point, the there was a report I believe I want to say it was Buster only. Forgive me if that's not the correct uh, accreditation. He came out and said that the Padres figured something out with Hater that he's not a two inning guy. He is a one inning <laughs> guy. That's where he thrives. And so the Padres stopped asking too much of him. They would pitch him the ninth inning, and that's it. He wouldn't be getting four out, five out, six out saves. So with that, be, that adds to your point. But with that being said. I think the Padres would feel better about themselves had they brought Hader in because they would have left it all out on the table. They put their all their chips forward. They put their best players out on the field. Hader, unfortunately, never saw the field. And so now there's this regret. There's that what if factor. What if we had put our best reliever in the game in the most important situation? You acquired Josh Hader, arguably, for years, the best closer in baseball. You acquire him to pitch to the best hitters in baseball. You don't acquire him to pitch the ninth inning. You acquire Josh Hader to pitch the most important inning of a ball game. The most important inning happened to fall in the eighth inning of that game five of the National League Championship Series. It wasn't the ninth inning, especially when it's an elimination game. So you bring you in Josh Hader. So you do think it's weird that he only pitched one inning in that series, right? You have to find spots for him. And I don't know where that situation is. So that brings me to, to my last point. Something wasn't right with him. Maybe. Guaranteed. He looked, he looked and, pretty and it didn't, good. And it didn't, when did he pitch? In the first game of the series? Game two. Game two. So that was early. Yeah, three, four Maybe days something off. happened. Maybe something happened. He's warming up in the bullpen with Suarez out on the mound, though. I, mean, I know, but it, I, yeah, he's warming I, I up because you're in this in, in the postseason. You're like, yeah, yeah, Skip, I got it. I got mm-hmm. it. But if he, the coach isn't 100% confident in you because he knows something's barking, He's not going to put you in that spot. And 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 I, yeah. I, I, I this is just me spitballing and, and trying to find a reason why. I, I don't know if that's it. But if you only pitch once and you've been that good, there's got to be something going on. Yeah, maybe maybe the, the pieces weren't in the right places for whatever reason. But we can move on. You know, we can do what ifs for hours and hours hypotheticals. The fact of the matter is that the Phillies beat the Padres in five games. Even if the Padres do hang on for that game and go on to San Diego, who knows what happens? It's still an uphill battle. 
here we go. Phillies are in the World Series. They're going to be facing Houston Astros. What stands out about the Astros in particular to you? What's their greatest strength, and what do they have the advantage of when you compare them? <laughs> their greatest strength? I mean, their depth, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, <sighs> their bullpen's been pretty damn good, huh? I mean, if a single thing defines the Astros, it's their pitching depth. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. I mean, you think Verlander, Framber Valdez, those are both frontline starters at the top of their rotation. Then you have Christian Javier, you have Lance McCullers. I mean, they have four legit starters. Like, that's an advantage in itself is the Phillies have three. So, it, one, it, if they're, they're – they, you know, what there's two off days, I believe, after game two and after game five. So, you won't have to – I don't know if they'll have to go bullpen day at all like we saw against uh, the Padres in that crazy game where it was a ton of offense and they end up coming back. But – um. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their bullpen right now. I mean, Ryan Presley, Rafael Montero, Stanek, Abreu, Hector Neris, who used to be with the Phillies. That's you know true. what? I I want to bring up a point, actually, on the Houston bullpen. Um, I like your point about Neris, by the way. I forgot he was the Phillies closer for like two. He was a large part of their demise in the bullpen yes. for two, three yes. years. So I don't think... I'm you. I told you to ask me about. I have an X factor for the Phillies. Uh-huh. I'll get to that. It's not Naris, but I do think Naris is going to be in some big spots. Um, so in the postseason, you got to limit walks. You got to limit homers. Uh, from a bullpen's uh, standpoint, um, for me, what's important for Houston's bullpen in this series is controlling Cal Schwarber and Bryce Harper. Um. If you look at their ALCS roster, they didn't have a lefty in their bullpen. They only had Framber Valdez. That was their only left-handed pitcher. Mm. All right? So I think they're going to turn to guys like Hector Neris to come in big spots against Swarber and, and, and Harper because he has this. He has a split. He has a really good split. That's what he's known for. And that's really tough for lefties with like a mid mid nineties fastball with a really good split that just falls off the table. So Hector Neris could come in in really big spots to combat that and kind of be their lefty specialist because of the split finger. Hmm. Um, I like that. I don't know. I've, I've just I've, I was running through the bullpen. I'm running looking at the lineups and just trying to play matchups. And I was like, wow, they don't have a lefty. I was like, who's the lefty who's going to come in and get Swarber and you you know spin sliders and throw fastballs in? They don't have a. a uh, Alvarado like they don't have that guy they used to have Brooks Rayleigh but now he's in Tampa you want me to make you look really good right now go for it Bryce Harper versus Hector Neris in his career 0 for 5 two strikeouts nice yeah. but it's a split so aggressive hitters against a split they have to go up there looking for it so if I'm if I'm Neris I am fastballs inner third until he shows me that he can get the bat to it. Because if I'm Harper, if I'm Schwarber, I'm going up there and sitting on his best pitch because he's going to come in and face me in big situations. He's going to come face me in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth inning with ducks on the pond in big situations. So I'm going to sit on his best pitch. You were a pitcher. What did you do with guys that running? You went to your out, out pitch. Split. You went to your best out pitch. Mm-hmm. Was it, it was a split for you, wasn't it? Yep. It was a split, right? So in those situations, you're throwing it because you feel like this is my best chance to get guys out. 
So as a hitter, I'm going to go up there and sit that. Now, cat and mouse game, Naris has got to go, all right, I have to really dot up my fastball in on these guys because they're looking for my split, mm-hmm. and I can beat them with that. So that's going to be interesting to watch. While we're on the, the bullpen talk, I want to get to my X factor for the Phillies. Yeah. Um, and it's Jose Alvarado. I mean, this, this guy – so I was looking into him because I remember early in the season he had his struggles, right? Um, Sent down to the minor leagues. Right. He had his struggles. And I, what's the most dangerous part of the Astros lineup? It's the 3-4-5. It's Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, and Cal Tucker, in my opinion. So two lefties and a righty that can do damage in there. Um, Alvarado, he's now he's having a lot of success against both righties and lefties. He throws 101 with super sync. Um, now, beginning of the season, before June, he was only throwing 19% cutters. Now, his cutter is like a cutter slider. We'll call it a slutter, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's like low to mid-90s. Goes the opposite way of his fastball. So he's really just a two-pitch guy. But he was only throwing it 19, 18%, 19% of the time. So I don't care how nasty your fastball is. If you throw it 82% of the time, I'm going to I'm gonna hit it because I'm going to be ready for it. Now, from June until now, 47% cutters. Hmm. So he's a flip of a coin. So he literally throws the ball middle. And it does this from either 101 or 93 in that in that range. And it splits. I don't care how good of a hitter you are. You don't have enough time to pick up spin at that velocity. So you have to guess. All right. So Jose Alvarado is going to be their big situation. High leverage guy against the meat of that lineup. Two of those are lefties. I know. Listen, he ain't Robbie Ray. I'm putting him in to face uh Alvarez in those big situations. Don't do that. He's not throwing 93, 94 with a straight ball in there and and pumping dick balls down the middle to him. He's throwing 101 with sideways sink on it and then a cutter slider at 94. I'm fine with him coming in and being my high leverage guy. And that's my X factor because we're going to see him. We might see him every night. And, and, And it might be the fifth. It might be the sixth. It might be the ninth. I know Sir Anthony Dominguez has been filthy. But this is my guy to watch. I think he makes the biggest difference. You don't got to bring the Mariners in this, man. That's not cool. Well, Robbie I'm Ray saying, didn't deserve that. Well, we, I was just saying, you remember bringing in the lefty to face him because it's a lefty and he hammers left most lefties, but this ain't your everyday lefty. Yeah, not to mention, I did a little research on that at bat too, not to backtrack too much. Robbie Ray, I think the pitch that he threw Alvarez was at 94, which was far below his season average velocity. Typically, you bring a starter in for one inning, He's pumping. You got that adrenaline pumping. He threw two days before that, though. He did. He did. No doubt. So, hey, you see me crack a smile probably when you're talking about your X factor for the Astros. I already mentioned Harper's stats. Um, it was my X factor for the Phillies. Right, right, right. Against Naris, Harper was 0 for 5. Kyle Schwarber against Hector Naris in his career, he is also 0 for 5 with a strikeout. Yes. So combined Schwarber and Harper 0 for 10 with three See, strikeouts. I didn't know that. This is all based off of stuff. I just I'm looking at stuff, and and they didn't have a lefty something, and they got to have somebody with a good split. That's Naris. So your X factor for the Phillies is Alvarado. Is your X factor for the Astros Naris? No, it's Jose Altuve. Okay, he's finally getting back going a little bit in game in game four. He he got picked up a couple hits. Yeah, and one of them was that like swinging dribbler to second base, you know. But I feel like those are the knocks, like Squibber, 
you know, Texas Leaguer broken bat knock just kind of gets you going. And that kind of that got that inning going because they screwed up the double play next and then that rest of the inning got going. But um, he's too good. He can't stay down this long. Like he's like two or three for 25 or something. It's not it's not good. Maybe worse than that. I know he was 0 for 16 against the Mariners. I think he was 0 for 25 or 28 at one point in the postseason. Yeah. Altuve was. It wasn't good. Yeah. So I, if you're going to leave him at the top of that order, that's my X factor. Because if you want your big guys, you want the Alvarez, Bragman, Cal Tucker hitting with guys on base and putting pressure on the defense, having to think about maybe taking their starter out in the fifth inning because you want to bring in that matchup. You got to have guys on base for that because they don't care about giving up solo homers. You can win if you give up two or three solo homers. It's the walk, knock, boom, three run homer, how you get beat. So, um, Jose Altuve is my X factor for the Astros. They're going to pitch, they have pitching depth. They can throw anybody they want out there and get outs, in my opinion. Even against that good of an offense as the Phillies are right now, they're the hottest offense the last 10 days. I mean, they've been crushing the ball off good pitching, too. I picked the Phillies to advance to the NLDS for one reason, one reason only. I think they fare well in a short series because Nola, Wheeler, Suarez. After that, you know, Syndergaard's kind of a coin flip at times. They went a bullpen game against San Diego. I think they're very top-heavy in Philly, but they can use that to their advantage when in the wildcard series they played, what was it, two games. They swept St. Louis in the, uh, uh, excuse me, the NLDS uh, they wrapped it up with who did they face in the second round? Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Thank you. And it, what was it? Best. It was a best of five, and they I wrapped think they it won up in four games. It was three to one. Four games. Thank you. And then and that was like then, that was a lot of people's pick to win the World Series. Yeah, it was mine. It, it was mine. They were yeah. the best team. National League and in the National League Championship Series, they wrapped it up in five games. So I think with the Phillies and that rotation and their bullpen as well, you mentioned Sir Anthony Dominguez, Alvarado, and then their um, closer and David Robertson. They're very top heavy. I question their depth. So I got a question for you on on Mm -hmm. this topic. If if the Phillies are going to win this, do they need to win it in five games? Yes. That's where I'm going with this is I think your X factor for Philadelphia, at least for me is Noah Syndergaard because he's a guy that can either make a spot start because they're going to give you three innings out of the pin. Exactly. A bridge guy. You need, I was a bridge guy in college. I love me some bridge guys. That's, that's, that's my thing right there. Unsung heroes. Uh, you're like the offensive lineman. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's clutch, especially in a, in a seven game series. So if I, if Philly wants a chance, they need to shorten the series. They need to win in four or five, maybe six at the most games. It's just, I, I, I agree with that, but it's just like something. The Phillies just have it right now. Houston has too much depth. They do, but. If, if, if we haven't seen anything from – if we haven't learned anything from every um, almost every series this year in the postseason, mm-hmm. the best team doesn't win. Yeah, I need to like stop. Like on paper, these, on paper yeah. like they're a lot better, but so were the Braves. On paper, the, the Cardinals were better than them too. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, I think I've I mean, matured. Look at, look at San Diego's path. Mm-hmm. Who did they beat? Yeah. Dodgers. The Mets and the and the Dodgers. I forgot. I forgot about they weren't the they weren't better than them. You know, like it doesn't matter. None of that matters. I, I get depth. I get that. But at some point, the, you know what this team reminds me of? The Phillies remind me of 2013 Boston Red Sox. You're Just very familiar of, with that team, huh? I'm a little familiar with them. Yeah. So the yeah, 
Those jerseys. Those with the you World Series ring. on the past. You got your ring, actually? Yeah, it's right here. Of course yeah. I do. I always keep it close to my heart. Uh, but, yeah. Listen, they, they remind me of, of that team a lot just because they have that it factor. They, they're always up for a fight. Like, we'll, we'll beat you 12 to 11 or we'll beat you one to nothing. We'll beat you three to one. It doesn't matter. It's almost like they want the challenge of, like, yeah, give us your ace and we're going to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they have that mentality, that Philly mentality, that Boston mentality, like that like blue collar, like, let's throw down. Like, I just, when I watch them, I get fired up. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the homers. It's just, like, how they're interacting in the dugout, how they're interacting with each other on defense pre-game, post-game, like everything about that team just screams team, like a team, like they're like a family with a PH, family. Mm-hmm. You see what I did there? <laughs> you get what I'm getting at, but. You're such a dad. I know that was, that. look, I had a tough dad day today. That reminds me, but continue on because I want to ask you a question. Okay, My, you get what I'm saying. This is just a close-knit team. They love the fight, and I just, I just, I love watching them. They're just fun. And I feel like they have what it takes. If they do need to go punch and punch to punch with, with a team like Houston Astros, now's the time to do it. This is it. Like, this is the only time I feel like they're hot enough, confident enough, healthy enough to do it. It's right now. If they had played them three weeks ago, they would have got swept because of death, because of that. But they have that swag right now and that confidence, that juice, that mojo, it's all kinds of words you can dig up, but they got it. Yeah, I think in years past too, myself included, we constantly make the same mistake of looking at a 162 games in total. When last year, all we had to do was look at the second half record of the Atlanta Braves and that bullpen ERA in the second half, and we knew that the Atlanta Braves were dangerous. Instead, we looked at their win total. I think it was 88 games, 89 games last year, and few of us gave them a chance. Similarly, Philadelphia, since they fired Joe Girardi, I think they have the third best record in Major League Baseball since that time. So we need to stop looking at 162, and we need to start just looking at what team has been hot over the last three, four, five months. Because, (laughs) bro, not even time and time again. When I look at the team that's been hot the last week, like I know the Astros swept the Yankees. The Yankees didn't have shit for them. They look. Yankees bullpen is duct taped together. Like Judge gone. I don't think so, man. I think he stays. You think the Yankees don't give him whatever he wants? They probably will. Do you know, like, this is going to be the new curse, like the babe, like in Boston. I think San Francisco has a real shot. I think I think they do too, but. That's the West Coast of me talking here, but. Well, I get it. It's home home for him. I get that. Um, I don't think he wants to leave. I think he wants to stay. I think he's been saying some stuff, you know, to make it, you know, seem like unsure because it's just going to drive the price up. He he doesn't want to leave. And New York would never, ever hear the end of it if they do not re-sign him. Now, I don't think they need to sign him to an eight-year deal. I'm not a 10-year deal, not an eight-year deal. I, I would not give him more than six. Hmm. Make Give him 50 a year. I don't give a shit. Like, give him six for... 300 I, I don't not my money don't give him more than six that i'm not saying he won't be healthy but that body is not going to age like another like a regular size human being and you're going to be paying for a dh for a lot the end of that so 
Do you want to pay that much for DH for two years when you're on an eight-year deal? Probably not. Swingjuice.com is the official merchandise provider for the Wake and Rake podcast. I want to get to your World Series prediction, but first, let me just provide our audience with a few nuggets I kind of dug up. Ironically, the last time the Houston Astros lost a ball game, it came against the Philadelphia Phillies. They played the Phillies the last game of the series, an interleague series. Very weird, right? Kind of, you know, I, I don't want to say it was written in the stars. By no means am I saying that. But very strange that the Houston Astros are undefeated in the postseason. The last time they lost a game, which was October 3rd, they lost to Philadelphia. Houston now, did win the series two out of three, however. Well, yeah, and like, the Phillies were fighting for their lives and the Astros were coast into the postseason. So yes, that is correct. Two, they were one team was playing very hard. The other team was just playing to stay healthy. So, but Zach none Wheeler. of that matters. Not, yeah. none of it, none of it matters Agreed. at all. That's Zach the Wheeler. This is like, we have no idea what's going to happen. The Phillies could sweep them. The Astros could sweep them. We, we could go seven. And then go 15 innings in the seven. Like, we have no idea what's going to happen, and that is what I like about this. That's such a great transition by you, Brooksy, because I have a little special surprise for you. I have our preseason World Series predictions at oh, hand boy. right here, and I'm going to turn my volume up loud, and I'm going to add this to the podcast, the audio of it. And let's see what Will Middlebrook said about the 2022 World Series. This was recorded back in April. This is pretty chalk, uh, but the Dodgers from the National League. And then let's get the Blue Jays in the World Series. Not your socks. You're going to get fired from Nesson within your nah, first Nah, that's okay. I'm realistic. Did you get that second team? Dodgers Blue Jays? Uh-huh. Yeah. Nailed that. Yeah. Well, mine's not any better. Let me continue on here. Do you have Brave Blue Jays? Worse. Watch. What do you got? White Sox. Brewers. Why do I not remember that atrocious uh, pick? That was atrocious at the beginning of the year. Yeah, well, it was you know, at, the, at the beginning of the year. It wasn't. It was a bad. Like the White Sox were. The White Sox weren't healthy at the beginning of the year. No, Lance Lynn was injured. Eloy Menes was injured. The Brewers, I thought were going to win 110 games. I did too. They were. Hot, I didn't. Pre- I didn't predict that they were going to trade away their best reliever at the trade deadline when they were in first place. And on top of that, they didn't add any players. So he wasn't I their best walk. reliever when they traded him. Devin Williams was way better than him. He had a four something when they traded him. At the time. He had a four. Nobody blew more saves than the Brewers did after the trade deadline. I get that, but that ain't – I mean, Josh Hader had a four three when they traded him. It's not like he had a one seven and they traded him. Who has the better lineup, Philadelphia or Houston? Oh, God. That's a tough one. Mm -hmm. We're inching closer to the prediction here. I have (sighs) two more for you, and then we'll get to I'm looking at their lineup right now. By the way, game one is expected to be Zach Wheeler versus Justin Verlander. Yeah. Hell of a matchup. Jesus. Zach that's Wheeler. crazy. So I'm looking at their line. So if you had told me through three games of the ALCS that Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve would only have one hit apiece, I would have been like, oh, New York for sure has a chance to win this series. Like if you shut down those two guys, you can beat them. But then there's Jeremy Pena, who went berserk. He went nuts. Chaz McCormick, big homer. Bregman, big homer. Maldonado played his ass off. Actually, was getting on base. You know he's going to put the right fingers down, push the right buttons, whatever you want to call it. But he calls the right pitches. Guriel had some big knocks. So, I mean, you look at the depth of their lineup. I'm going to say Houston has the better lineup on paper. Yeah. 
Who has the better rotation, starting rotation? Houston. Houston has better everything. That was basically my follow-up question. The last one I have before we get to the prediction is who has the better bullpen? Houston. Houston. They had, they had the best bullpen all year. Like They were top two or three all year. So just to summarize, Houston, according to Will Middlebrooks, has the better lineup, rotation, and bullpen, yet your World Series prediction is? The Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not the most baseball thing ever, listen, baseball doesn't make sense, Danny. Baseball is unpredictable, and that's why I love it. Because on the paper, on, on paper, the Houston Astros are by far the better team here. They just swept the New York Yankees, who were a very good team. Maybe not right now, but at one point they were a very good team. The Houston Astros are the better team. But it's not about that all the time. Sometimes it's about who's hot and who and, – and you could say, oh, the Astros are hot too. I get that. But And I, and I, I got into this earlier. There's just a feeling about the Phillies that I like that they just want to fight and they're going to scratch and claw and just, and just find a way to win. It's like the Padres kept doing all the right things and the Phillies would just be like, doesn't matter. We're going to go deep here. Uh, we're going to walk here. Like, man, I'm trying to think like a, a good way to even like explain my, my pick because I, I don't have a good way to explain it. It's a postseason. You, you don't need that. Yeah, it's just really, like, you know? We, we can sit up here and tell you this is why because this stat, this is why because this player, this is why because this rotation is a better matchup against XYZ. We don't know, you we guys. We don't know, man. Don't it, know. It, it, it depends on the night. Like, it, Bro- Brooksy Justin played Berlin the World Series. go out and give up five, five runs in the first inning. Like, we don't know that. So could Wheeler. They're two aces, but they throw duds. Like, they're humans. Like this is, this is sports media at its best. We make a living. I'm going to expose sports media for a second. We make a living off making predictions and analyzing. And some of our stuff is, is really legit. Really. I mean, I mean, we, the way some of our experts can break down swings and statistics, don't get me wrong. There's some real expertise in here, but anytime you see predictions on the season, take them with a grain of salt because we're yeah. living off of your clicks. Let me, at that point. let me, let me just throw something out there on the Phillies. Other than like, they just have it. And I like them. I think their offense is very good right now. Their offense is really good. Their starting pitching has been very good. I think those two things are – they have been good enough to overcome the defensive flaws that they have and a little bit of the bullpen inconsistency that we've seen even in the postseason. Um, we have seen some very good bullpen as well. They have some guys that have been shoving uh, and they're peaking at the right time. So even their bullpen has been playing at a higher level than I expected them to. But defensively, they, they've made some bonehead plays. Like, Segura's made some errors. Stott made an error. Bombs made some errors. Like, they make some bonehead plays on defense, but their offense and their starting pitching is good enough to keep them in it, in my opinion, even against the Houston Astros. And on top of that, like I said, they just have the thing. They just have that thing right now. And that's what we had in 13. We weren't better than the Tigers. They should have beat our ass. And they did for most of games, and we come back and find a way to win. St. Louis was better than us that year, too. But we found a way to win. So it's like those teams were better than us on paper, and it didn't matter because we had the thing. We had that mojo. We had that swag, and it didn't matter how good you were. We don't care. Fuck you. We're going to win. Like, that was our mentality. We don't care. 
just just win. And we did. And I feel like that's what Philly has right now. Philly in how many games? This goes against what we said a minute ago, but I, I think it goes the distance. Okay, six, seven games. I got it seven. And that's just that, and, and that's more me just wanting that mm-hmm. as a baseball fan. Yep. I want seven games of the World Series because I want just two heavyweight just exchanging haymakers. Like I'm thinking all these games come down to a run or two, like come down to the eighth, ninth inning. Like I want to see these big matchups of Alvarez versus Alvarado, like Sir Anthony Dominguez coming in and having to face Altuve with the bases loaded. Like I, I want these situations and we're going to get them. And I, I am so, I'm fucking red October, baby. <laughs> this is a uh, Arkansas Razorbacks towel, but it's red. So oh, we're, geez. but I'm fired up. I feel like this is going to be a really good series. Really fraud. good for baseball. Fraud with the red towel. Thank you for what it's worth. You've already heard my World Series prediction from the preseason, so I will take the Astros in seven. Again, take that for what it's worth. This is the most important question I, I will ask you on this podcast. It's more important than the World Series, more important than the LCS. It's more important than Bryce Harper. What is your costume for Halloween? Uh, do you know who Blippi is? I do know who Blippi is. Why do I know who Blippi is? It's a, it's a, it's a kid show. I do. So my kids yeah. like watching it. It's, like, oh, it's so annoying, man. It, he's got this annoying squeaky voice, but he does like really cool like shows on YouTube for kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did not know what I was going to be, but I guess Jenny like tweeted them or like did an Instagram post and they sent this care package of like <laughs> I costumes. I do know who that guy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's awful. <laughs> uh, but there's like, if you go to, go to Jenny's uh, Instagram story, Hold on, I'll show you the video. They were dressed up today in it. Let me find this. At HQ? No, no, no. At HQ. I thought you said Jenny was dressed up today. No, like they put on some of the stuff. Here. That's cute. Did you see the kids? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So... I don't know. Maybe we're doing that. Yeah, the bow tie. Maddie's like, no, I want to be a skeleton. So they have like PJs that are like glow in the dark skeletons. So Mm -hmm. they might just do that. I don't know. We'll figure it. It'll be like a day of decision. It's going to be like 86 degrees here. So sucks. What do you think of this idea? Judge me if you wish. I love that. I wear a Lego My Ego box, waffle box. And I put sand on it. Sandy Ego. No one's going to figure that out. It's punny, though. It's punny, but you're going to have to repeat yourself 50 times. Option number two. My dog is the devil. And I wear all green with a lettuce hat. So I'm lettuce. Devil's lettuce. <laughs> I like the the waffle one better. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep you updated. Blippy, can't wait to see Blippy walking down the I don't, street. I don't really, I'm not really feeling that. I'm not a big Halloween guy, not yet. I feel like when the girl's a little older, yeah, I'll get into it more. What I want to do is like dress up as like a stuffed guy on the front porch, like a J, and like the you know the hockey mask. You want to scare kids. And just like, you know how you set up things like whole bowls of candy? And it's normally not a real person, but just scare the shit out of kids. <laughs> <laughs> I hated Halloween. Like, I want to 
I want to ruin their their dreams for at least two weeks. Jesus, you're 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 a psychopath. I don't like I don't like that look in your eyes right now. I know, but it's not gonna happen because it's way too hot for that shit. Astros in seven, baby. Astros in seven. Enjoy the World Series, everybody.